Hi, my name is Terence and I'm your host for Reading and Readers, a podcast where I review Christian books for you. Except today I won't be reviewing a book. Instead, I will be doing my annual year-end reflection where I look back and consider what are the books that have thus far made a lasting impression on me. This year, unlike previous years, I did not give myself much opportunity to reflect or to practice what I read. Shocker! Having said that, I was surprised by how much the printed word has managed to make an imprint on me. Like a gardener who neglected his garden, which is now overrun with weeds, I found to my delight that in some corners, seeds have survived and grown and bear fruit. As I look back at all the books I have reviewed in this podcast, there were a few titles that come to mind over and over again this year. So, in brief, in order of appearance in the podcast, here are the seven books that I have read in the past that was particularly meaningful to me this year. Episode 7, Providence by John Piper When I have conversations with anyone on the sovereignty of God, I desperately try to recall as much as I can from Piper's brilliant exposition here. Piper left me utterly convinced of God's providence in every part of creation. And most wonderful of all is this truth, is not just a talking point I use in theological conversation, but it, it has also shaped my spiritual posture towards God. Always rejoicing, always trusting, as much as I can. <laughs> Providence is a thick book, 752 pages. And I thank God that I read this big book earlier because I don't think I would have the mental, emotional, or spiritual strength to lift this book this year. But because I did, it has laid a strong foundation for how to receive God's truth, to rejoice in it, and to rely on the wonderful providence of God. God is still in control, even when I don't feel He is. Episode 17, Cultivating the Fruit of the Spirit by Chris Wright. I don't know whether this comment of mine would offend uh, Chris Wright or make him smile, but the one thing that I remember from his book um, is from his introduction on how John Stott would every day, every morning, pray the fruit of the Holy Spirit and how Stott was considered by many to be the most Christ-like person they know. I said the same thing when I first reviewed this book and it still has the same... Um, hold on me. As I said before, I do pray the fruit of the Spirit, but not every day, only when I face trials. I also, I also remember how, after finishing this book, how I wish to be more Christ-like. I have made pretty bad decisions in life, and uh, 2023 was uh, no exception, and I own those bad decisions. But where I have made good decisions, godly decisions, it is out of this desire to be more Christ-like. And I thank the Holy Spirit for this, for he who dwells in me is bearing fruit. So this is a great book to remind me of uh, what, who John Stott is and how, he, um, how we all, uh, myself 
can aspire towards uh, being more Christ-like. Episode 25, Death of Porn by Ray Ortland. This short book has given me some anguish, often despair, and after that, some pre- after some preaching to myself, um, that despair turns to repentance, and uh, I thank God for that. There are two insights that have continued to guide my thoughts on uh, this issue, uh, on porn or on sin in general. The first is that when we look for porn, what we are really looking for is Jesus. I was shocked the first time I read this, how Auckland put porn and Jesus in the same sentence. And even now thinking about it, I am still shocked. For it reveals our desperate futility for something that can only be found in Christ. The second insight is uh, Ortland shares is we tend to make a budget for sin. I never thought about it that way, um, but it does make sense. Uh, in my mind, I think that if I do this and I do that for God, I've done this, I've done that for God, then surely all the good that I do, all the good I've done, all the good that I will do will offset this little tiny sin that I do here and now. It's a lie I tell myself, and as with the rest of the book, Otland is particularly good at exposing lies. But more than that, he also leads us to the truth. And uh, so it's a wonderful little book and uh, something that I do think about every now and then. Episode 30, Sunsets, Reflections on Life's Final Journey by Deborah Howard. This uh, author is uh, unusual. Uh, It's not someone that you will see in, I think, the bestsellers list. And it's a bit unfortunate because I think her book, more than any other book, uh, should be required reading, even perhaps a high school textbook. Deborah Howard is a certified hospice and palliative nurse. That means she takes care of people who are going to die soon, sooner than later. Death is an icky subject, it's taboo, but the reality is uh, people do die, and uh, people around me have died, some of them this year. And uh, the truth is, the reality is that the people around me will die, maybe sooner than expected, Maybe suddenly, maybe it's me. Howard has helped me process dying, death, and life after death. Since everyone dies, this book should be required reading for everyone. Episode 33, God, Technology, and Christian Life by Tony Reinke. Um, The year began uh, with... I mean, you have uh, AI and drones. Now, these are early days for drone warfare. Soldiers can work from home to kill the enemy in a faraway land. That is, if they can keep their jobs after AI has taken everyone else's jobs. It is easy to get carried away by the headlines, whether it's with uh, um, doomsday um, fears and anxieties, or with much exuberant uh, excitement and celebration, okay? So you can get quite carried away in either extremes. In Reinke's book, he reminds me that when everything is changing, everything is still the same. 
God is still in control. He never lost control. And so behind every exuberance, behind every anxiety, there must be a realization that God is overall, including technology. So my Christian life is all the better for this truth, better than the latest Apple, Google, or Facebook product, better than the latest promises of AI or bioengineering or whatever that may come our way in perhaps 2024, that all these things that is being promised to us, it is still better to know that God is over all. Episode 42, Theology of Reconciliation by Ruth Khoury Mansour. I was very excited when I bought this book because it was written by a Palestinian Christian. I still wonder at that phrase. And uh, she, was she was writing on reconciliation. Again, a marvelous topic for that region. It's a monograph, which means that I paid for a research thesis. <laughs> it's the only research thesis that I actually paid for. Oh, actually, no, I have paid for others before, but this is probably the only one that I enjoyed. Most other research theses is dry as dust, and I read them because I have to. But this one is enjoyable and very meaningful. Um, because of the subject matter, because of her writing style, the literature review, the method methodology, the analysis and conclusion, and all of that actually gave me a picture of uh, life as a Baptist in Palestine, living amidst conflict, living amongst Israelis versus Palestinians, Muslims versus Christians, Baptists versus other Baptists. And um, so I was very impressed by the book when I first read it uh, some time ago. But with this year, in uh, October 7th, with the kidnapping, war and airstrikes constantly in the news, I have wondered more than once uh, what is happening and or how are my Palestinian brothers and sisters in Christ. And uh, reconciliation seems so impossible we are looking at the situation uh, in the news. But uh, Corey's book, um, Ruth Corey Mansour's book, is very helpful to remind us that our hope truly lies in Christ and uh, Though the ways to go about reconciliation, um, there are different ways. There's not only one way, but it is possible. For God is, is able. Episode 72. On Getting Out of Bed by Alan Noble. Now the title of this book sums up the year for me. There are days when it is difficult to get out of bed. You open your phone to the rest of the world posting their achievements, the rewards of their success, and the promise that you can join them too. All you need is a bit of direction and effort. You just need to do steps 1, 2, and 3. And you too can be a success story. Alan Noble's book is a comforting hug when all one can do is just get out of bed. When the days are such that uh, what you have before you is a, is a decision of uh, life or death, light or darkness, to get out of bed or to just be miserable in it. <laughs> so 
it is a wonderful book and uh, one I truly appreciate for this year. And uh, if you have problems getting out of bed, uh, well, this very short book and readable book is better than the loudest alarm clock you can buy. So that's it. Those are my seven books that I found meaningful this year. And let me emphasize that this is not my list of top seven books uh, in this podcast, in this review, or anything of that sort. Nor would I necessarily recommend these books to you because where you are in life right now, well, you may need other books. So mileage may vary. These are the seven books that have sustained me in my faith through my trials and my temptations in 2023. And I've, um, what I read a long time back has helped me to think through what concerns me today, the emergence of AI or the Israel-Gaza war. I invested my time in good company and today I find that they have helped me in ways unexpected. So this episode, uh, this uh, year-end reflection for 2023 is uh, less on the books and more about the person. It's uh, less on the reading and more on the reader. And through my sharing, I hope in a very small way that I can encourage you to read a good book because what you store in your heart and mind may one day be providentially what you need most. To read the full review of these books, um, you can scroll to the bottom of this episode description or you can visit readingandreaders.com. You can also drop a note in the contact page of that website, uh, that is readingandreaders.com. It's the end of the year, or perhaps by the time you listen to this or read this, it's the beginning of the year. So why not um, do a good deed? Start the year with a good deed by dropping me a note and just, uh, you know, give me a pat on the back and uh, encourage me to carry on. <laughs> If you are not a reader yet, then let me encourage you in this way. I hope that you will be a better reader, a better thinker, a growing Christian, a more mature in your faith uh, for 2024. Happy New Year. Bye-bye.